Welcome to this WDAV Dispatch from Spoleto, presented by WDAV Classical Public Radio and powered by Ortho Carolina. Welcome to the WDAV Dispatch from Spoleto, our series of reviews, previews, and interviews from the nation's premier arts festival. I'm Frank Dominguez, and this time my guest is Jeff Nuttall, since 2010 Artistic Director for Chamber Music of the Spoleto Festival USA. Jeff, thanks for joining me here uh, in a nice sort of uh, meeting room here at the Dock Street Theater to uh, speak about a series that's one of the most popular highlights year after year at this festival. What, what do you mean, one of? <laughs> I think it's especially appropriate that we're in the Wadsworth Room backstage at the Dock Street Theater because Charles Wadsworth, of course, our fearless leader and who founded this whole thing back in Spolo, Italy in the 1960s and then brought it to Charleston and was my mentor and hero. So. It a, a, couldn't be a better place to talk chamber music than the Wadsworth Room. And you've done such a great job in sort of keeping a continuity with the series that he started and the approach that he started, but then putting your own sort of stamp on it. I like that. Keeping a continuity means not screwing it up. <laughs> the fact, I got to say, to be honest, when I took over, you know, you're taking over from a legend who, and if you didn't, you don't know Charles, it's worth checking out some, I'm sure there's some recordings. He had the best comic timing of anyone I've ever met. I mean, he was a great musician, loved music, passionate about it, but he was unparalleled in his ability to bring people to tears with laughter uh, based on his timing. So he, he was really inspiring. I'm going to start with a softball sort of beginner's question, but I think your answer is going to demonstrate uh, unique qualities that you bring to your role as the head of chamber music for the festival. What exactly is chamber music anyway? For me, it's really simple. It's things that make sounds that I like that work well in the Dock Street Theater. <laughs> so, like, you know, it can be anything from solo percussion to string quartet and everything in between. And, and this year we're experimenting with some video uh, stuff because our composer in residence is connected to music and, and, and pictures, so to speak, are totally connected for him. So that's been a slightly groundbreaking thing. So we've done some out of the box and I often get, to be honest, people coming up to me on the street and saying, I didn't like that second piece, that's not chamber music. And I, well, you're in a chamber and it was sort of music, there were some pitches and so that to me that's chamber music. Does that answer your question? Absolutely. Uh, I, I have another question sort of to, to follow up on that and that's that, hard as it may be for you and I to believe, there are folks who may be listening to this podcast who haven't been to the series here at the Spoleto Festival USA. So give us a sort of overview of how Spoleto presents chamber music, what this series is like. Well, we put on, it remarkably, during the festival, and the Spoleto Festival USA is a massive thing, you know, opera and dance and all sorts of pickle of Spoleto, but we put on 36 concerts at, over the course of the festival, two a day at 11 and 1, and the whole idea, which again goes back to Wadsworth in the early years, short, one hour, 10 minutes, one hour, 15 minutes, no intermission, informal. For years, there was no printed program. You mm -hmm. would just show up and you weren't sure what you're going to get, and that was the model. I decided number of years ago that we should print the programs if only well for example Dawn Upshaw incredible soprano came one year and she could only sing for three programs and if somebody wanted to see Dawn Upshaw sing at Dock Street Theater and bought tickets and it happened that she was not singing that day they'd be you know understandably PO'd right <laughs> so I, I thought it was more than fair to, to print the programs so but that's the, the, the concept remains informal 
We have a bit of fun on stage. We do some goofy stuff. But the simple idea for me is to make bring the audience and the musicians and the music together in a way that we're all sort of pulling the same way. We're all watching the same game. We're all taking part actively in the experience. Since you mentioned Dawn Upshaw, I think I noticed Joshua Roman hanging around the lobby while you were finishing up the last concert. Is he a sort of guest artist for this series Josh this season? Josh is coming, yeah. He's going to play some cello for us and, and play a, new, a piece that he wrote, solo cello piece. He's a composer as well. So I like introducing our audiences to young gifted, quirky geniuses like Joshua Roman, yeah. Now the program I saw this morning, and I think you just repeated, also featured a world premiere. How often does that happen during the Every year, I, I mean, until they keep, you know, they, until they stop giving me the money. It's, I, we need, if anybody else wants to sponsor a composer in residence uh, at Dock Street Theater, we're happy to, but yeah, I like to bring a composer. I like to introduce people to the simple concept of creating things and composers for me are everything I mean I I kneel at the altar of composers both alive and dead so every year we have some sort of world premiere and this year Yaroslav Kapuscinski is here and he was we introduced him on program one we played a relatively new work for string quartet and percussion on program three and then today we did the world premiere of side effects uh, a, a new piece which was, is really beautiful. Let's talk about one of those dead composers that you played today. And again, this may or may not be a, a program that folks listening to this podcast will be able to catch, but I think uh, I, I'm interested in your talking about Robert Schumann because when you introduced uh, the piece, you made some comments that I could have sworn were being directed uh, personally to me because you were talking about the fact that the music may make you a little uncomfortable. And that's often my reaction to Schumann. I get a little squirmy. And by your telling me that, uh, and this is obviously a very subjective reaction, but you sort of gave me f permission to have my feelings and not feel like a, a dope for not appreciating Schumann. Mm -hmm. And ironically, it made me appreciate it all the more. Uh, you also gave some really uh, great things to listen for in the piece, like that strange bowing oh that God, the, the cello so does. It, uh, uh, to me, Schumann, I, I mean, Schumann's in my top five, to be honest. You know, Haydn and Schumann toss up between the two of those. And, for example, you compare Schumann to Brahms, who, Brahms is officially more popular and famous mm -hmm. and well-renowned. I, I, it's night and day. Uh, Brahms is, a, everything's thought out, everything's carefully in place, overworked, overwrought. <laughs> Schumann, it's, he totally bears himself. He's not a great part writer. The transitions are ungainly and not always well-written. But the, the raw intensity of the emotion is so palpable. And I just, there's nothing like Schumann for me. And it's a, man, I, he's one of those guys, how much would you love to hear him play or just have him like sit down at the piano and play some of that yeah. trio? And I, he, I mean, unfortunately he lost the ability to play the piano later in life. Um, reasons yet to be determined, but as a young guy, he must have been a remarkable figure at the piano. One of the things that's also enjoyable about the chamber music series here in the Dock Street Theater is just how intimate the theater is and what a good vantage point every yeah. seat has. And so I really enjoy seeing things like, uh, for example, in the Bach concerto that you played in the program this morning. Uh, first of all, most of the string players standing up instead of sitting down and, and how you all sort of swayed together. Oh, you know? it's, it's dance tunes, man. It's like Bach is the original, like, DJ. It's just <laughs> so... It, Bach, at least for me, makes me want to move more than any composer in a totally natural way. There's, how else would he do? I mean, it's ironic because he was such a stoic figure. You know, mm -hmm. He was religious, really passionately religious, and he wrote cantata every week. And, but the cantatas also are just dance yeah. music. 
So yeah, for me, it's, it's probably distracting, but I, I look great on radio. <laughs> you know, what else is fun is seeing uh, the players interact with each other and occasionally seeing players such as you interact with the audience, not when you're give, doing the presentations, but when you're actually playing. Far too often these concerts, what we call them classical music, it's a little bit like you feel like you're in a fish tank and people are coming by looking at you every once in a while, they knock on the glass. But I want them to feel like they're swimming with us, you know, and yeah. I, I think that's the, our goal. Tell me about uh, two or three other highlights in the chamber music series that you've got planned for this season that you're oh, looking man, forward to. I, where does, I don't even know where to start. I'll start with, um, well, I was really thrilled to do, speaking of making the connection to audience, you know, making the audience mm -hmm. feel like they're part of and one of the simple ways to do that is to play a piece like Trans by Lei Liang. That you, you guys might not have been here, but the first program we did, it's solo percussion and stones. So everybody in the audience has a pair of um, really beautiful round river rocks, and they're used to create sounds. And Stephen Schick was on stage directing and training our audience <laughs> to play stones. And I gotta say, the sound, it was incredible. The, he could make it sound like little pitterings of rain to a total a storm and 3D effects. So the, the, the feeling and the sonic effect of 450 people being directed by Steve Schick as part of this piece uh, on stage. So it was that chamber music? I don't know. But it, it made everybody like, yeah, we're part of this deal. Right. And it was, so that was really, ma I thought it was a magical moment. I guess I'm sort of biased because I picked it, but um, I thought it worked really well. And we're gonna, last show is gonna be, I mean, this is a great example of, I think, eclecticism at its finest. C.P.E. Bach, who I totally underestimated, genius. We're gonna start with a C.P.E. Bach symphony, and then we're gonna play a Roy Orbison tune, Crying, <laughs> with Anthony Roth Costanzo, our countertenor, who's, I mean, in he's my a, opinion, one of the world's great singers. I and mean, he was in Farnace, right? He was in Farnace, he's the lead in Farnace, mm -hmm. and he sang with us last year. And last year he said, you know, Jeff, I. He's a countertenor, and Roy Orbison was basically yeah. one of the original American countertenors. And he said Roy Orbison's widow called him up a number of years ago and said, I'd really like you, that being Anthony, to sing crying at an event honoring my late husband, Roy Orbison. Wow. He was like, wow. <laughs> and then I said, oh, man, we got to do it. So it all came together. Stephen Pretzman, our, our resident genius yeah. arranger, pianist, has made a new arrangement for the forces that we have left on that last show. So it'll be C.P. Bach, Crying by Roy Orbison with Anthony Roth Costanzo, Thomas Addis, Catch, uh, Piano Quartet, where Todd Palmer, our clarinetist, will, will make his way and play all around the hall. So it's a 3D experience. Incredibly evocative, challenging work. And then we'll end with Dvorak Piano Quintet to end the whole. So it's this like meat and potatoes, quirky C.P. Bach, everybody sing along to Crying, crazy new music. That'll be the show. So that's sort of, I'm excited about that program as well. You've done a great job of giving us an idea of just what makes this chamber music series so distinctive. To wrap up, I want to talk to you about uh, the other great collaborator in this festival, which is the city of Charleston. And uh, what your personal feelings are about coming back here now for the last few years and what you especially look forward to about it. Well, for me, Charleston is... A it's the second home now. I got married here in 2000. You know, for example, tonight we're having dinner with Susu Ravenel, whose husband Pug passed away a couple months ago, and it was end of 1999 where I cold called Pug and Susu and said, "Hey, can we get married in your garden on the last day of the festival?" I, they, I, they knew who I was, but I've never met them. 
And, that, and the, the spirit of Charleston was like, sure, that would be lovely. So th that's an example of the warmth, the spirit, the compassion of the, so many of the people here. And their passion for the arts is, is unprecedented. You also get a sense, and I wish I had more time. The problem, I'm often in you know 12-hour days in rehearsal and concert, but just walking around. So you're playing a piece of Vivaldi, and you walk by a house that was built you know, within two years of the composition of the piece in yeah. 1723. You know, you, so the connection to history is somewhat unprecedented in the United States, very few other places. So those two things, I think, the people and their spirit and the, and the history of the place are, um, I mean, it, just not to sell it anymore, but the food culture now. <laughs> if you like to eat, this is the place to be. And I'm, you know, I live in San Francisco. I'm not, I'm sort of a snob. But Charleston has become foodie heaven, and it's there are like at least five restaurants where I, I consider it the best I've ever eaten in here in Charleston. So come just for the food, and then come hear a little chamber music on the side. <laughs> My guest has been Jeff Nuttall, director of chamber music for the Spoleto Festival USA in Charleston, which runs through June 11th. You can get complete details about the current season at spoletousa.org. Jeff, thanks for spending some time with me, especially after a, a long morning of playing chamber music. No, it's a pleasure. Thank you. I'm Frank Dominguez. I'll talk to you again on the next WDAV Dispatch from Spoleto. Thanks for joining us for another WDAV Dispatch from Spoleto, presented by WDAV, Classical Public Radio, and powered by Ortho Carolina. Subscribe to this podcast at wdav.org forward slash subscribe and follow us on Facebook for classical music news, humor, and programming updates. WDAV is a service of Davidson College, supported by listeners like you. You can find us on the radio at 89.9 FM, streaming at wdav.org, or on our mobile app available at iTunes and Google Play.